welcome to A Pastor and a Rabbi Walk Into a Bar. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm your host today. Joining me, as always, are my friends, Pastor Sean Hennessy and Rabbi Matt Rosenberg. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? Great. I'm excited to be here. Shalom. Bro. <laughs> Does it feel like that? Shalom. Is it, is it enough to... Is that a thing? Is that how we should <laughs> be saying? Shalom. Should I do those together? Is that... <laughs> A thing? There's a guy in college that used to say, Shalom me, my homies. <laughs> Bro, or if you're the Russian, Shalomsky. Bro, the things that you remember from college that are just <laughs> like, I mean, I went to a Bible college, but I wasn't a believer when I got there. Oh. So to go into did you get chapel. Saved at Bible college? I did. Wow. And to go into chapel for the first time in Bible college as a non believer, first of all, my school was small. And so the quality level of chapel wasn't what a person maybe should be introduced into Christianity as. <laughs> so you're like, this is like, this is it. Like yeah, this these is, are the best. This guy's the brightest stars. The president yes. of the thing. And huh. And but there was a guy in there. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about you know the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit, like the tongues thing or like word of knowledge or prophecy or like that. I didn't know that there was like a moment in the service in some Pentecostal circles where like this is the moment where it's like in a song, you know, like where the where the bass drops, like where it's a boom. Like this is the moment right. in this, and like this is for the first person who can like get in and he gets to give like part of the talk. I didn't know that was a thing. And and I remember my first chapel service, there was like, like they're doing the music. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like, I didn't know any of the songs and it wasn't really my style. And uh, and then there was like a lull, it was like a hmm. And when the, like when the boom, there was a guy named Glenn at my school who it was like, it was his cue. And, <laughs> and I'm like, everybody would go quiet. And then, and then it felt like he was kind of like in a trance because he would go, thus saith the Lord God Almighty. And then, and then he would like come in and he would give like this, like this thing, like he was Newt Rockney for God. And it was always in King James. And so Glenn was like the designated give the God pep talk guy. It was like, it was so weird, Why bro. did you go to Bible college? It's a, yeah, really long story. So I was playing football somewhere else. I got in trouble. I got kicked out. And then, football. and then like, this was kind of really my, my only option. And I didn't know, I didn't know that it was a Bible college because like, if you go to Southern Methodist, like SMU, right. which, you know, used to have really good football. Yeah. They just lost on Saturday. But like, they used to be, a Christian school, I right. think. Or like, you don't have to be Catholic to go to Notre Dame. You don't have to be, I don't think you have to be Mormon to go to BYU. I think you gotta, I, I don't know, I don't, gotta, think, like, I don't think Jim McMahon was Mormon and he Derwin played quarterback for BYU. There. Who? Derwin Gray. He went to BYU? Yeah. I don't think he's Mormon, is he? He's well, a pastor. Are, yeah, I know, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like Jamal Williams, our running back, the yeah. Packers yeah, running back. Yeah, no, I don't he think he's Mormon. He's a good dancer. I know that. He's a phenomenal dancer. And I hope we get to keep him next year because he's really good. Yeah. And so, like, maybe that could be our bro, did you know? Like, bro, did you know you don't have to be Catholic to go to Notre Dame or you don't have to be uh, Mormon to go to BYU? But maybe or, you don't have to be Mormon, but I wonder if you're, if you're 10 at BYU, I wonder if you still have to do, have to like, a missionary trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like isn't that part of the, isn't that part of, like, the, 
Mormon thing is you have to do. A, I don't a know because like Sean Bradley played. You remember Sean Bradley? I do. Seven foot six. I I don't know if he was a Mormon, but I know that he did his yeah missions trip. Cool. But I wonder if like if you go to a military academy and you get drafted, there's like an out that you don't oh. have to get deployed, right? So like Adam Villanueva, who plays for the Steelers, like he's a ranking officer, but I don't think he hmm. went to war. No. David Although Robinson BYU is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it is possible for a non-Mormon to attend. However, students are required to take at least three credits of religious classes per semester in order to graduate. But do you have to go to chapel? Oh, boy. That's a whole other Like, story. at our school, well, I guess yeah, my we school, had you had to be. But that, that was my misnomer. I thought this school was as, was as Bible-esque as TCU is Christian. And right. so... Yeah, so I, what, don't know. What, I mean, obviously, I didn't go to Notre Dame, but I went to St. Norbert College, which is like right. the Notre Dame of... Of Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right? And so, yeah. but I... St. Norbert. Right. Like they say, it's the Harvard of the East. And I go, I think Harvard's in the East. <laughs> yeah. How can you say that this school is the Harvard? No, but you've heard that, like they're the Harvard of the West. Right, yeah. And you go, yeah. I'm taking my MBA at St. Norbert. Yeah. We're Norbertines. We are. Go Green Bay. Actually, I don't think Norbert we are Norbertines. Well, I mean... The, the, Norbertines? Norbert. Don't, don't say that with mess that with it, bro, because it's literally The Norbertines are a an order of the Catholic, yeah, yeah. so like Franciscans you, and... Oh, right. you could die. Yeah, yeah, but you don't call yourself, but then you also call yourself that if you go to school. No, no, there. he just... That, that's what I said. I misspoke. Oh. Yes. I'm not they were the Green Knights. I am an apparently a knight. I didn't know that that was... Green Knight. Every green kid knight. Grows, grows up wanting to be a Norbertine. We are the knights who say me. Hey. Listen, you don't know to, that movie? Yeah, I do. I want to get there, but I want to like <laughs> deal with this for a second. Listen, why are you crazy? <laughs> it's like <laughs> anyway, I kind of like the Norbertines though. Like, Jesuit I'm, makes sense. Those are the big Jesuits, ones. right? I feel like Norbertines are like a very Jesuit, Jesuit Franciscans. Right. Everybody wants to be that. That reminds me of a movie though. Do you remember this movie? It was actually based. You slow blinked me, meaning why are you talking about movies right no, now? No, no, I love talking about. Movies. I can talk about movies all day long. Anyway, there's this movie. Uh, based on a book called The Name of the Rose, right? And it was Sean Connery. Oh, hello. And God, Christian, so Christian Bale's first, I think, significant role. He plays uh, his, like, uh, um, like a novice. Yeah. You know I mean? And so and he plays... Yeah, like an apprentice. And they go to this... There's all these murders happening at this abbey in this, you know, mountain town, right? Oh. Yeah. Like, I want to see this. Oh, it is so good. It is so, so good. Anyway, maybe it's not... Is Trebek in it, too? No, shut up. What is it called? The Name of the Rose. The the movie's called The Name of the Rose? And so... And he plays this guy that used to be, like, an inspector or, like, a detective... And now he's like a Franciscan monk. And he, he gets called in to figure out why all these people are getting murdered. Because they think it's Satan. Right? But it turns out that it's, there's all this other stuff going on. And what's his name? The guy that played... Uh, uh, <laughs> you, the should, superhero- you should describe... I think it would be fun to have you describe all movies. Like we should... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I'd like you to describe Ron The Terminator. Ron Perlman. Perlman. Did you describe The Terminator oh, for Ray, me? Ray Perlman? No, Ron Perlman. The guy with like the yeah. face. He played... what? He's weird looking. You can say it. Yeah. He played... What was the name of the superhero with the horns he had cut off every Hellboy. day? Hellboy. Hellboy. Oh. Gosh. Well, that guy doesn't have a weird face. He's in oh. Sons of Anarchy. Well, Ron Perlman's awesome got... Sons of he Anarchy. He only has a chin. Bro. There's nothing else to his Sons face. of Anarchy. And bumps. It's, it's a chin, chin and bumps. Yeah. This is like all these, like, bumps. Yeah, he's a chin with eyes. He play, He's in this movie. He plays, like, this... The hunchback really? in this thing. And he's, like, all, like... Oh, it is such You're a good movie. You're talking about the guy Hellboy's who plays not Hellboy. prosthetic. No. It's, that's his face. Who plays him? Is like the big burly dad from Sons of Anarchy. Yes. He's not 
I didn't, I've never noticed that he has a weird looking face. Yeah, it looks like he got punched right in the face and it stayed there. Yeah, you talked You talked one time about, what's his name? Danny Trevathan? No. Oh, Trevathan is the man. Tre yeah, the Have you watched that documentary though? Have you? <laughs> You should, since our last episode, you should have watched <laughs> yeah. that movie. Like, it's so good. It's, it's in my queue. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Interesting. I'm waiting for the disc to come. Here's what I learned do about it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I love it. Do you remember the Netflix queue? Is it I said it. I said it wrong. I was talking about, I tried to get it Trejo, wrong. that's it. Yeah, Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Listen, he Are looks huge in, in every episode. No, he t looks huge in this movie, right? Like in every movie, he looks like this. Yes. Big. He's really small. Like really, like really small. Like small? Smaller. That's what people Cheech say Marin's about me. Cheech Marin's in the thing, bro. It's just <laughs> homeboy. That's like what people say about me. They preach. Yeah. They made me in real life. Like, I thought you were bigger. Huh. huh. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting. Where were we going with this? What were we talking about? Norberts. Oh, yeah. And the Franciscans. And the, and the Jesuits. And yeah. the, right. So you and, don't have to be Catholic is what you're saying. Yes. To I didn't have to go be, to but you Francis, certainly didn't have to go to chapel, though. St. Like, Francis talked Like no one. Like no one. Do they have chapel at St. Norbert? Yeah. And like I feel like and like the only people that do like religious stuff on St. Norbert campus are like the super nerdy religious people that are like like probably gonna become religious. Do you know what I mean? Like right. like like actual religious I feel like, like you priests. Just and, offended forty-two percent of St. Norbert, and you will no longer be an alumni. Did you graduate? You will be stripped of your Norbertine title. He's not Norbert a Norbertine though. Norbertine sounds Norbertine. like a Nalgene bottle. Don't do it. Don't go there, bro. Norbert. These are, get, let like, me grab my Norbertine. Yeah. You want to start talking about funny words and what words sound like? Let's just talk about your heritage for a second. Whoa. Whoa. Hello. Shamil Shamazel, brother. Like, what yes. are we even talking about right Listen, now? Listen, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Laverne and Shirley. Was that in Milwaukee? That's Yiddish? No. No. It is. It is. You're right. But okay. was that in Because I almost had two punches in the face or two bucks coming. Was the show in Milwaukee? That was Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days. Was Happy Days in Milwaukee? Happy Days but was, was all in the family in Milwaukee. No, no, was that was, that was in the, the Bronx day. or someplace. They're all Queens. in Milwaukee? Queens. I knew that Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley What else happened in Milwaukee? Milwaukee? Everything good? No. Yep. Nothing. The Greek Freak. About? What happens in Milwaukee? Harley Davidson's. The Greek You're Freak. Welcome. You go right to Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not going to get traded. You said what great happens in Milwaukee. He's not going to get traded. Is it Yunt or Yunt? Speaking Yount. of the worst Giannis, Bob Uecker. Giannis, Giannis is not going to be a buck for long, dude. Oh, we're going to pay the money. Yeah. No way. Yep, they're going to pay we, all I the money. Pay. It's not the money. All the money. He's staying. I'll bet you a dollar or a punch in the face. Aaron Rodgers will call him and say, bro. And that would work? For sure. Yeah. He's if Aaron Rodgers called the you. Right sport. And yeah, he's but the, he's part, part owner, owner of the Bucks. If, if Aaron Rodgers called me and said, what? Bro. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, hey, Aaron. No, you would not. You are such a liar. You should have won more Super Bowls, bro. You are such yeah. a liar. Don't it? Do Why'd you throw that's more interceptions? Like oh, no, that's Russell. Bro, that's, you're crossing the line like on the Norbert uh, team Russell thing. has the same amount of Super Bowls? No, he's saying touch <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. I'm just saying they both have a Super Bowl. But we, we embrace Russell yes. because he's a Badger. Yes. Right. So you're welcome. Right. I knew that. So not Milwaukee, but Madison. I'm so from New yet, York. yet another I'm from good New York thing that comes anyway. out of I don't know Wisconsin. How did you end up from, can you tell, tell me this? How do you end up born and raised in New York, right? Yeah. New Son? York. Well, no. I was actually born in Oregon. Oh. Yeah. Huh. My parents are from New Jersey. They ran away together. My dad's Jewish. My mom's Catholic, Italian Catholic. They ran away together because nobody, both sides were like, Italians want Italian and Jewish people want Jewish. So they ran away together in the typical, you know, 
VW van with two cats and uh, went to Oregon. Wow. The cats' names were um, Mazel and Tove. No, they weren't. <laughs> That's perfect. Obviously, yeah. your dad named him. So, probably my mom. Anything <laughs> Jewish, actually, in our really lives is from my mom. She's like, yo, we should. Yeah, so then they went back to... Uh, they actually met the Lord in a church, in a four square church uh. coffee house mm. designed for hippies. I love uh, that. And then they went back to the East Coast to be part of Messianic Judaism. So Philly and New Jersey and then so Long you, Island. I grew up on Long Island. Gotcha. For most of them. So it's born in life. Oregon, but like most of your life. Is and then, then yes. how did you end up back out in Seattle, I guess? There was a guy leading a small little fellowship uh, that really wasn't a congregation yet and uh and he was looking for a young guy to lead it and there aren't all that many young right <laughs> messianic messianic rabbis, rabbis these days hmm. so he said have you ever thought about seattle and i said i heard it rains a lot that's all i got and sean kemp was pretty great that right guy. Mm. he was uh, really good yeah do you but that was all i knew do you have so, to ethnically be Jewish to spiritually be a rabbi? No. no well, those are two different things, yeah. Rabbi means teacher. I think traditionally, if somebody says they're a rabbi, that means they're Jewish. Um, but rabbi just means teacher, so. But your right, assistant rabbi is not Jewish. Right. 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 Ibar's Uchkun, which isn't Jewish, doesn't sound Jewish, uh, is Turkish, Afghani, Mongolian. So for the guy at the end of the bar. So he's a messianic rabbi too. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dark skin, dark eyes, yeah, same thing. Yeah, same yes, thing. yeah, so uh, no. But you should have at least one parent or grandparent is, who's Jewish if you want to claim being Jewish. So again, I get that being as far as a heritage. Yeah. I just meant like as a position, as a spiritual leader. Yeah, I mean traditionally the answer is yes, but really no. Okay. The first pope is Jewish, <laughs> Peter. Hmm. So are you saying if you want to be a pope? I'm just saying the first one you was. You should be Jewish? Yeah. It's a big Probably. chasm to jump across. Yeah, that reminds me. See, I did that chasm I did. thing. I did. <laughs> is the pope Catholic? Those bears poop in the woods? I asked not my wife. The answer is not the first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. I want to use that. No one asks that question anymore. Not anymore. I don't think so. We were watching TV, my wife and I, and the a Cottonelle commercial was on, and they were, you know, they you have these animated bears. I hate those bears. <laughs> They're weird. They're so weird. Why are they wiping their butts? And I asked Kate, I said, why do you suppose they use bears? You know? Right. And it's because I think it's because of that saying, right? Because bears bear poop. poop in the woods. Right. Right. I feel like that's the most logical. Yeah, when you think about don't pooping, use toilet paper. They don't talk either. That is the weirdest ad campaign. It is weird. It is inappropriate. And some of them are like, ooh. Right. This is awkward. Like the whole song with the kid. There was one of the, they're singing a song in the bathroom. It's weird. Those commercials are weird. I want to get back to Pope's just for one quick second. Wow. Maybe, I don't know. Your jump is bigger than mine. Right. (laughs) You were just talking about Pope's. You talked about, yeah. In current events right now, they're, um, you know, sadly, for on a number of levels, you know, the church has been battling this idea of abuse and, you know, for 
more than a decade, right? I mean, it's been going on forever, yeah. but I mean, like, you know, it's come to the forefront. And so there's recently this, this big report came out on a big cardinal. His name was McCarrick, I think. He was like the bishop or the cardinal for like the Northeast. Anyway, and all this stuff came up about what he knew and no more than that, but what he did and then who covered that up. Mm -hmm. And so right now the talk then is like one of the people that covered that up or looked the other way was uh, John Paul II, who's, you know, was like, like venerated Reagan's already. pope. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. it was like, that's, like, that's like an icon of the eighties and venerated. He's a saint. He's yeah. Saint Pope John Paul II now. And now they're saying, Ooh, did we do that too fast? Did we make him a Pope too fast? Cause it was, he looking the other way for this stuff. Hmm. And so I just think about that when I think about like the, the infallibility of the church, when I think about the infallibility of that position, then when is that just okay to say, oh, well, just not in this case. Like, it was this guy was just a little bit, right? And so, like, I feel like anytime we try to ap uh, apply too much authority or credibility onto a person, that he's yeah. still just right, a person. Right. That infallibility yeah. thing, though, I think is very is really misunderstood because the Pope is not, I mean, in Catholic theology, the Pope is not infallible on everything. The Pope is only infallible on doctrine. I think it's doctrine and ethics. It's like two things. So it doesn't mean he's infallible in all things, in their own theology. So, but yeah, but I would people push back assume say, that. I would push back and say someone who covers up a sexual impropriety is not infallible in their ethics. Right. I don't know if that it's would ethics. be unethical. It's definitely to, doctrine. Right. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, because that, that reminds me of the thing. It's old now, but in, I mean, I think the idea that a person is infallible is other right. than Jesus. Because I feel like you you talked about we were talking about BYU. Yeah. Right. Was that in this episode? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And like, because I mean, that's a thing. I think that they apply to their Joseph Smith. Not Joseph Smith, oh. but like whoever the current Joseph oh, Smith the, is, oh, the current yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know what the name of the title is, but they apply that to them. Like whatever he says now, this is it. He's the word of God right now. So whatever he says, oh. this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like a lot of Catholics, I mean, the guy at the end of the bar, you know, oh, whatever he says, that's the thing. Well, I, th I think a lot of, I think it's not just a Catholic thing and not, not to do a, uh, push back on that. Yeah, would say I think that your typical person at a Lutheran church or a Methodist church or a Pentecostal church, they would in their mind assume that that should be the thing for their leader too, and that's where we're at this impasse as spiritual leaders in this idea that yes, we are human beings, right? And like when you step outside of the Catholic faith, I mean, like we're all fathers, we're husbands. We're like, we have other interests outside of the, like, I think people think that maybe like for me, for example, yes. they would think that I just would sit around and uh, read the Bible all day. Like I have lots of other interests, lots of things that uh, call for my attention. But at the same time, to him who much is given, much is required, right? So there should still be, the, although there's not a level of perfection, I think, like last episode, we talked about that pendulum Spider swing. Is that Spider-Man quote? We talked it about that. Be. <laughs> From the you guys are incorrigible. <laughs> the, when you talk about that pendulum swing, there is that pendulum swing within the, the Christian, I use air quotes, in the, within the Christian world, there is this pendulum swing where in the name of relevance, we've become uh, less religious, right? And so that, and that's where, you know, we've had many conversations about this idea of religion versus relationship, which, which has gotten whitewashed in and of itself. 
but this idea of uh, how do we become relevant without becoming non-religious, right? And so, like, I, not to mention any names, but like right now, there's a couple of prominent Christian leaders who who have fallen into sin, and and one of them in particular. My son asked me, he said, hey, on this podcast, are you going to share your opinion? Because I'm infamous for not yep. sharing my opinion. Yep. Mm. But uh, that has not been my experience with you. No. Well, publicly, I don't. <laughs> because here's the thing. I think everyone should develop their own opinion. Yeah. And so I don't talk about things outside of scripture that would give someone fodder. Yeah to try to find some other reason not to serve the Lord. Like people are always looking for reason. Not uh, The guy with his glass of Macallan 12 because he can't afford Macallan 18 is looking for a reason. I think more people are looking for reasons not to believe than there are people who are looking for reasons to believe. And when we become that stumbling block for someone. And so when I heard about the first person, the thing that grieved me is the past that people get, right? Like there's a there's an idea within, so back to the Pope, like I don't know anything about him, but he would be on the Mount Rushmore of, it would be like him, Mother Teresa, Ronald Reagan, like there's this Mount Rushmore of the 80s, right? And so oh, like so I go, why, why, but why are we giving people this, this past just because of their position? And so right. like this one guy, right? Like he, he, the story goes, he had this, extended affair and he he met someone in a public place and approached this person in a public place and, and you know when i think about that man like for me as a religious leader it reminds me of the story of samson where where samson woke up at one point and this is like one of the sad stories of the bible where the Holy Spirit had left him and he didn't know it. And so like, look at the things that we ignore within our own lives, that the Holy Spirit is not just here to be our comforter, he's also here to be our voice of reason, right? And so there's something that happens. Every guy, and this is what we don't want to admit, every guy thinks women are beautiful. If you're not, I mean, every straight guy thinks that there's like, but somewhere along the line, we've like lied to ourselves as Christians. Oh, you can't admit that. Like my best friend, Alan, him and his wife are so wide open about who they think are uh, beautiful or handsome people. And I remember when we first became friends, I would be like, oh my God. Like he thinks Charlize Theron is the most beautiful woman nope. on earth. He's literally, his and saying was, this is, he said this to me in front of his wife. He said, oh man, I drink her dirty bath water. And I was like, Ugh. first of all, that's super gross. But second of all, that would make her super hot, right? And so to him, he thinks Charlize Theron is beautiful. So what makes that wrong? The fact that he does or the fact that he lies about that? So we have like this thing where we have convinced ourselves that- Carrie Underwood, like, she's beautiful. I'm not, no, I'm not. Now there's certain, certain ideas of- comes on, I say to my wife, there are certain ideas of women. This guy's trying to distract me so bad, yes. isn't he? There are certain ideas of it's fine to think that someone Jesus is beautiful or wheel. handsome or whatever. I'm going to ignore him. Yeah. But when you when you go over this idea this of I, I think she's beautiful, this guy. 
I'm going to approach her. Yes. When you, there's a huge step between thinking that someone is beautiful and thinking I have the, I'm gonna do the guts to approach this person. Yeah, right. And if you don't, if you think I'm going to approach this person and something doesn't like go off in you, or you hear that somebody did something to somebody that they shouldn't have and something doesn't go off in you, that's the problem. Yeah. But to the guy who's sitting at the end of a bar right now, they think because we've painted this picture that we don't have the same human kind of, I wouldn't say temptations, yeah. but the same, like the same thoughts that right. they, so they would look at someone like me or in his congregation, they'd look at someone like him and they would think that you are holy above all things. Yes. No, there is a struggle, the same struggle yeah. for yes. me or for him or for you, that the guy who's sitting at the end and that hot chick walks in, that something within you has to say, bro, but like you got a, you got a beautiful, like you had said, you should be happy you got one. What makes you <laughs> yeah. think you're going to get another? But this, <laughs> like, there's something in us that, yeah. so. It's like, like cursing back, too. People always say, oh, I'm sorry, I cursed in front of you, Rabbi. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. I, almost, <laughs> I almost cussed a couple of times during that little thing, but I had to let my, yeah. I had to let my mouth yeah. catch up to my mind <laughs> yeah. before yeah. I said that. So. Like when you start talking about conversations that people would have at a bar, I think some of those guys, like when you hear about a guy who screwed up, this is your first reaction. See, that's why I don't. I go, well, don't blame me because of that jerk. Yeah. Like that guy, somewhere along the line, he walked away from the Holy Spirit. And that's not my fault. That's not his fault either. Right. Don't blame him for someone else's errors, whether it's, yeah. whether he's been venerated or whether he's an Instagram star, you yep. can, you, that, that's, that's a them issue. That's not a God issue or even necessarily a me issue. Right. And so like when we come to this idea of getting people to come into our faith bubble there, we can't swing the pendulum so much that we go, yeah, I mean, I'm not like Glenn who does say it. I'm not that guy. But at the same time, I'm also not so loose about my faith that I just let anything go, right? And so those are these accountability conversations that we have with people, that we have to have those conversations so that if I say something that's dumb, you have to love me enough. Say, bro, you're, like, you're better than that, bro. Yeah. Why, like, why did you say that? Why would you do that? And I think there's a number of things that we all say and do that, that misrepresent not just who he is, but who we really are. And so when we're into this uh, pop culture, like there's some things that I won't do that you will do. That doesn't make me a better believer than you. And we talked about it on our little group chat about like there's some TV shows, I'm not watching that. But you, you'll watch it. The like, Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm not watching The Walking Dead. I love that show. Yeah, you love it. Do you watch The Walking Dead? I watched it for the first couple episodes, and then they killed that the doctor guy. I liked him a lot. Outside the oh, fence early. at the prison. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I like that guy. So then I stopped watching it. And I couldn't stand the kid with the hat. Carl? Oh, my gosh. Aww, Carl. Dude, you gotta can respect we... Carl. No. Bro, he, he made should've... it through a lot of things. Yeah, he shouldn't have. <laughs> so what, like, what are some other shows that, it. like... Not that I want to dominate the time with, like, with TV, but, no, but like, these I, are like, things that I think that people talk about, right? Yeah, I feel like like my guiltiest pleasure, my guiltiest pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. That was right. Yeah, would be, would be Game of Thrones. 
Like, I love Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? And I, there's parts of Game of Thrones that I fast forward, right? Like, I, like, skip over, like, the dirty parts because that's a thing for me. So the whole episode? <laughs> Not always. Oh, okay. Right? Not always. But, like, there's, like, uh, like I, because I... Totally. When I think about the things that I struggle with, like, dirtiness is my thing. Not my only thing. Obviously, yeah. Oreos are my other thing. But, like, between Oreos and dirty, right, those are those are my weaknesses. But you got a Peloton now, so you're working on the Oreo. Thing. I am working on the Oreo thing. As long as you don't watch dirty stuff while you're on your Peloton. Oreos oh, are my dirty. gosh. Can you do that? Sometimes I feel like there's some of those instructors, though, on the Peloton. You're like, Definitely. oh, yeah. I got to Hey, honey. Yep. Let me get something else going here because I don't want to <laughs> be watching that. But See, like, I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> but here's the thing. I would justify, and I, I watch Vikings. Right. And so, for example, that is, no, Vikings is a less sexual yeah. Game of Thrones. Right. And Same but, amount of violence, but no sex. But here's how you would justify So, like, Sonny is like really black or white. My wife, Sonny, is very black or white, right? And so, uh, and we're pretty stern on the things that we want our kids to watch and, our, and not want our kids to watch. And so like there's certain shows like uh, Stranger Things, for example. I, can, I, I tried it, bro. I did. I got three episodes in. I can't do it. I can't do the demon thing. Like I, and you know, I, know, I know that it's not a demon. I know that it's an alien, whatever. Somebody already said it. But here's the thing. When I, when I watch Stranger Jenny Things, Gordon. I tried to watch it so that I could be relevant to my kids, right? It's amazing the things that will compromise in the name of relevance. And so I thought my kids watch the Stranger Things. I'm going to watch it so we can have a conversation. Guess what? There's some conversations I don't want to have. So I'm three episodes in and I'm, I'm in, I'm in my, like this room and I'm watching it. And I felt like I needed to turn the lights on because I, I, there was a spirit of fear that came upon me. And I felt, I felt this, bro, you need to turn this off. Like when the demon came out the wall, I was like, hell no, I'm not watching that. Like that's jacked up, bro. Like I can't see, I don't want that spirit on me. But then our natural reaction- I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> my natural reaction is to judge you, bro. Yeah. Like to go, oh. Well, that's really the problem. Okay. The problem, yeah, the problem is like I was watching Game of Thrones, uh, I was watching th- through the first few seasons, and I was preaching at a youth event in like four times, you know, it was like a weekend thing. And in my room, I was like, I'll catch up on the Game of Thrones, you mm-hmm. know? And somewhere in the middle of that, it just, it just felt like I wasn't preaching well. Hmm. And the Lord just very clearly, which doesn't happen to me often, when I know for certain that the Holy Spirit just speaks um he just said you're not sober-minded because you're watching that show mm. wow and i was like well, can, I, can i finish the season though <laughs> uh, i gotta see what happens to see what happens with daenerys yeah, yeah i just i gotta know okay but i think this the difference is i like i have issues with sex in particular because of my teenage years um and so i think i'm probably more sensitive um, to sex in things. Hmm. Um, and it's just something I have to avoid. And I realize that I don't think everyone has to avoid the same thing. Right. I mean, you have to have a biblical grid yeah. for what you're actually, right. you know, you put it through a grid. Um, but it is funny to me that a lot of times, you know, Christians, I mean, particularly guys are like, you know, I don't do the sex stuff, but I have no issues with vulgarity yeah, and violence. Sure. Or violence. Yeah. You're like, 
Well, right. what's the that, difference? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, I could watch well, but know, I think disembowelment is, all day I, long. But, but I think it is different, though. I think there's sensitivities to different things. And I think there's a place for us to be able to have some... I, honestly, the you brought up relationship, re religion versus relationship. This mm -hmm. is a very foreign thing in Judaism. There's, and it's funny because Christians blame it on Judaism, right? It's like, well, the Old Testament was about religion, but the New Testament is about, like Judaism was about religion and Christianity is about relationship. But the only reason why we do any of the things we do as Jews is because we have a relationship with God and he told us not to do certain things, right? So there's no separation. In fact, in Judaism, when somebody says they're religious, it's, a, it's almost entirely a positive thing. Right. You're religious, I'm not religious. Those, but it's not, um, there's no negative connotation. But for most Christians, there's a negative connotation to, oh, I don't want to be religious. Cause I'm I not trying like, to be religious. I feel like in today's world... But it's the same word, but totally different. Yeah. Um, opposite definition. In our culture, maybe just in America, I don't know, but I feel yeah. like religiousness yeah. rings hollow. Right? Like, I feel like... Like, if you say you're super religious, we'd make a bunch of assumptions yeah. about religious people. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean like father so-and-so, or you mean yeah. like pastor right. whatever, whatever, that just got with the thing. So we, Right, we, but that's we, what I'm saying is in Judaism, even American Judaism, it's a thing of honor. Yeah. Oh, well, they're religious. Right, meaning to it's like, positive. In its core, it's we're not meaning a like, judgment. They look on it. They're on it. They're right. dedicated to it. And you're saying, it. I'm not religious, so I'm allowed to do whatever I want. But he's religious, so yeah. that's why but he does the things that he does. But we view in the evangelical world, we would view religion as restrictive, right? It's all the things that you can't do, which Correct. is actually a positive. Right. So we don't like to have things taken away from us because we want to be this, the voice of Because these colors don't run. Life. Right. America. We think we know better. Yeah. But... But in Judaism, it's the opposite. The commandments are not about what's taken away from us. Right. The commandments are about God told us not to. Again, but this to goes love to love him and honor him. We're going to do what he says. In our culture, that's not how the church leveraged that. The church didn't leverage yes. that in the Western church. Right. The ch church leveraged right. it as a way to hold someone oppressed or to keep someone under a thumb or to make sure that they knew that they didn't follow the rules, even though on the other side of the yes. cloister, they were doing all the stuff anyway. No, and Judaism has that too. I think that's true in every religious, um, any religion system. You know, people have a hard time living what they preach. I mean, that's the humanness of, right. you know, there's there's certain things, there's things that I've preached where I've been like, you know, yeah. I gotta, I mean, that's actually part of preaching, right? Is you have to preach to yourself. So some of my best sermons are the things that are actually meaningful to me because I study a topic and go, man, I gotta shift my attitude. I gotta shift my, um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like your, one of your bracelets is what would Jesus do, right? Yeah. WWJD. Right. Um, and I took that to my, I, I came back from a youth group, church youth group, um, and my dad said, what is that? And I said, it means, you know, what would Jesus do? Like, you're supposed to ask yourself in any situation, you know, what would Jesus do? And my dad said, you know what the answer to that question is? And I was like, well, I think there's a lot of answers. It depends. <laughs> and he said, the answer to what would Jesus do is he'd go to synagogue. And it's funny to think about. We look at that as like, we want to be more compassionate like him. We want to be more loving like him. But there's all of these things that he did as a Jewish person that are totally disconnected from his personhood. Like yeah. people don't even connect that. He would have never eaten pork. He would have never eaten, and he still wouldn't. It's not that he didn't then and now he's free yeah. to. He, he wouldn't now because he's Jewish. Um, and it's a separation. So the question is people in the conversation of kind of religion versus relationship is 
well, if something is for you, then isn't it also for me? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't it across the board? Like, aren't the rules supposed to be the same for everyone? And the answer is, it's never been like that. Mm -hmm. There are specific things for specific groups, always. Mm -hmm. There's commandments for men, there's commandments for women, there's commandments for priests, there's commandments for only the high priests, there's commandments if you're in Jerusalem, there's commandments if you're outside of Jerusalem, there's commandments for parents, there's commandments for children, there's commandments for grandparents. And if you never become a parent, you never have to keep the commandment for parents because you never step into that. So there's a lot more fluidity to the idea of commandments generally than people even understand. So right. it's, yeah, Jesus would have went to synagogue and, and kept kosher and, um, and done things that you don't do and you shouldn't, don't necessarily have to do. Um, but it's a part of paying attention to what commandment is in front of me, mm -hmm. right? The question for, for Jew, for when you're dealing with the Torah on a regular basis, you're, you're not, it's very rare that I'm ever asking myself the question, should I keep a commandment or not? The real question that comes up more often is which commandment is more important in this situation? Mm -hmm. Right? So if you, the classic example is, is we don't, is the Sabbath, right? There's all these rules and there's rules that the rabbis added that aren't actually in the text, which is where it all gets confusing. Um, but the general thing is you're not supposed to do regular work is what the text says, right? Um, and so in the Torah, it also says, but if your friend is stuck in a ditch, his donkey is stuck in a ditch on the Sabbath, do you help him? Hmm. And the answer is, well, of course you would help him because you're going to do work to get your friend out of the situation that he got himself in. So, but some people are like, ah, sorry, bro, I can't break the Sabbath. See you tomorrow. And that's where it's not religiousness. I think religious is used. To, the real word is like bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not, yeah. you're missing the point, right? And so the question isn't, you know, I'm going to break a commandment or not. It's, well, is the Sabbath more important than taking care of my neighbor? It's, and what is the greatest commandment? Right. It comes back to that, right? right. What is the love, greatest? Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, right? They're two so verses from the Torah. Pull them out the ditch. Right. That's the yeah. superseding yeah. Get his ass out idea of the ditch. to right. that, right? Right, right. But you're talking about the difference between religion and rigidity. Like there's, we're so rigid on some things, but so loose on other things. Well, and, and the thing that Jesus actually <laughs> argues the most about, and Paul, the thing that they actually argue about when it comes to this Torah in the New Testament is not whether people should keep commandments or are we free from commandments. They're arguing what is the difference between God-given commandments and commandments made by men. Yeah. And, and that's the struggle is people don't really know, like I used I wear a keep a, a keeper and I used to wear it all the time, which I don't anymore. The reason why I'm wearing it in this podcast is so you can't see my bald spot, but the, I can see I, it in this I, side. I, I, I used to wear it from over here. Yeah. There's another spot too. <laughs> I, I used to wear it all the time and I'd walk into McDonald's with a keeper on and inevitably in New York, a Jewish person would say to me, um, why are you eating here? And I'd say, why are you eating here? And they'd say, well, you're religious and I'm not. And I said, oh, well, there's nothing in the Torah about not eating here. And they're like, well, you can't mix milk and meat. Yeah, that's not in the Torah. And they're like, every time. It's not? That's not true. It's definitely in there. And I said, well, you can Google it if you want. Name it like chapter and verse. It's not in there. But the confusion of, but somebody told me it was in there 
right? I know somebody told you it was in there, but mm -hmm. if you read it for yourself, you find that a lot of things that you were told are not actually in there and you're holding yourself to a standard that God never asked you to. Yeah. I love that point, and I know that we're, we're out of time for this episode, yeah. but I, I love this idea. I want to get back to this idea of commandments and rules and yeah. religiosity as it applies to the guy at the end of the bar, because I feel mm -hmm. like when he thinks of the word commandments, he thinks of the word being commanded to do something. What's or, not. Right. right. It, what's not to do. And I wonder if there's something more there where if we can explore this idea of the things that God tells us, hey, don't do this. Right. It's like a dad saying, hey, listen, don't do this. Isn't a dad saying, don't do this because I'm a dick. Yeah, He's saying, don't do well this because you. something bad could happen. Right. And so, anyway, we'll get to that maybe yeah. next time. Let's anyway, thanks for joining us on this podcast. We hope to see you the next time.